Dynasty Football Network. That's James Abrain. That's Travis Sabeard. I'm John Hogan. This is Super Flexible. And it is time. It is that time of year. Mock draft time. For those about to mock, we salute you. And we are going to do our first mock. But we're putting a different spin on it this time. We're only mock drafting potential free agents in the NFL. And we're going to do seven rounds, or as many rounds as we can get through in a given amount of time. We're going to build teams here, boys. Super flex teams. Two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end out of this free agent pool in the NFL. Let's Hell do this yeah. thing. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be our first mock draft together, and it's gonna be awesome. And uh, somehow, um, so Travis set this whole thing up. And lo and behold, gave himself the first overall pick. So, so Travis, we'll, we'll skip over the shenanigans, anyways, and uh, and let him proceed with his first overall pick. So, for the record, James did a randomizer. Don't put that on me. <laughs> uh, I also want to add just a kind of disclaimer here that some there's going to be some guys that are added to the free agency pool and some that re-sign with teams. But as of right now, we're just going off of the actual list of players that are for sure going to be free agents. And we're also excluding Drew Brees um, because he's pretty much come out and said he's only going to play for the Saints. So we're not going to throw him in here. Um, so yeah, so I've got the 101 here in the free agency mock. And considering it's super flex, I'm going to take the obvious choice, in my opinion, and go with Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's by far the most guaranteed of a starter position for the next couple of years out of the guys we have here. Uh, and like we all preach, I believe, you know, you, you pile up on those uh, premium positions and you build those te- you build your team around the premium positions. So, going Kirk Cousins yeah it's hard to argue with that one I mean we don't we don't know the landing spot we've we have talked a little bit about this in the past that the problem with Kirk Cousins could be that he's going to break break the bank for some team um, in order for them to sign him and you know the the rest of the offense is going to suffer somewhere but I mean you know you're you're getting a quarterback for you know a minimum of five years here, so the uh, and a guy who I've called borderline elite, so I I think that's kind of a no brainer pick. Um, I I won't go so far as to call it chalk because that's uh, that's <laughs> just not even fair in this case. But no, that's a that's a very good pick. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I think I've I've been on record as uh, as to how high I am on Kirk Cousins, and I remain so. Um, I, I think uh, the latest news that we've heard, uh, kind of the, the rumors are, is that the uh, the Jets are willing to pay top dollar um, to get Kirk Cousins there. Um, I think that's an interesting fit. I don't know how that works for Cousins. I expect the Jets would address the wide receiver position moving forward. Um, I'm assuming Robbie Anderson is at least looking at a multi-game suspension. Um, and without him, they, they kind of have some limited experience there. Um, and Austin Safarian Jenkins is a, is a free agent too. So if he does wind up with the Jets, it's an interesting landing spot. I don't know what it does for him, but I think uh, the Jets would be uh, would be building the rest of that offense kind of around him. So that would be interesting. But no, I like the pick. I think uh, I think we're all in agreement that Kirk Cousins is the good – is is the pick at the one point oh one, Travis? So I think you nailed it. So I'm pretty much the best. Cool. Uh, here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> now that that's over with, I'm going to go ahead and announce my pick. And with the one point oh two, I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell. Um, obviously, obviously, uh, Kirk Cousins going one point oh one. The superflex makes sense to me. But Le'Veon Bell to me is the most talented player that would be on the board here at this point as far as free agents go. It looks like he's going to be back in Pittsburgh one way or another, whether they tag him or whether they uh, try to sign him to a long-term deal. Kind of looks like that's going to be the case. They're going to they're gonna, um, bring Le'Veon Bell back at least for a year. Um, so I, I love his role in that offense. I expect he's going to be in a contract year. He's going to be playing for that next big contract, and so I expect big things out of him for next year too. Um, what do you guys think about uh, Le'Veon Bell going one point? Oh, two in this thing. I think it's pretty chalky, James. I'm ashamed. 
That's my middle name, <laughs> no, Travis. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's the obvious choice here, honestly, and I I, I think it's a good pick for sure. I, I don't think John likes it very much. <laughs> I know John is uh, anti running back. But I, I think I heard him let out a groan when I announced yeah, that. Yeah, so he wanted him on him. the clock there. That's well, Le'Veon Bell is still my running back number one. He's still wow. the best. He he's still the best football player available in free agency, assuming he gets there. Which you know, I'm not so sure that he will. But I mean, so the groan was because I'm drafting third in a two-man draft. So <laughs> there were two very obvious picks right at the top. And uh, you guys you guys grabbed them both. Good on you there. So uh, I'm going to... Man, I've, I've, I've got some tough decisions here. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Case Keenum uh, with, uh, with the third overall pick. I don't love wow. it, but I, I think that he's the most likely... Mm-hmm. quarterback you know beyond Kirk Cousins and you know until some of these other guys you know Tyrod Taylor and and possibly Drew Brees once those guys hit the market things change a little bit but for with what we know right now Case Keenum is the most likely to land a starting job somewhere probably stays in Minnesota um, in a offense that he's comfortable with and with awesome receivers all over the place so in a super flex, I need a quarterback, and I'm a little bit limited on guys who I think are for sure going to start. So I'm going to go with Case Keenum, and um, I'm actually going to force the issue a little bit here on you guys. I'm going to take another quarterback, Sam Bradford. I think that he also finds a starting job somewhere, um, possibly there in Arizona, Travis. So I've got my two quarterbacks out of the way. I've, I'll... Uh, uh, I've got Keenum and Bradford w- at the turn and uh, back to you, James. I don't like the fact that you forced the issue <laughs> on me at all, John. That was well played. Um, you really got me thinking because I was not planning on taking a quarterback here. And now, now I'm kind of on the fence, but you know what? I am going to take, um, I'm going to take my top rated receiver that's still on the board here and I'm going to pass on quarterback and probably uh, regret it. But, uh, but I'm going to take Sammy Watkins, and I think a lot of it with Sammy Watkins um, is... Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my God. I think, I, think a lot, <laughs> I, I think a lot of it with Sammy Watkins oh. here is landing spot. Um, you know, I, I obviously feel like he's going to um, find that good landing spot, and I'm hoping on it. I'm taking him here. Um, so I'll, I'll build around Le'Veon Bell and Sammy Watkins and hope that I can kind of get lucky and find a quarterback, which isn't looking promising at this point. But um, with the names that are left, if I would have taken one of them, I wouldn't have felt good about it anyway. So, um, yeah, I'll just pass on the position for now and take Watkins. So now it's on you, Travis. Uh, what do you man. think about I that I thought Watkins I could thing? get him in the third here. I, <laughs> I thought for sure you guys would go Robinson and Landry. Before yeah. walk in, so I'm I'm yeah, pretty that, shocked. That was a pretty surprising pick, definitely. Yeah, uh, but it, I mean, it wasn't really because I was going to take them. So yeah, yeah. so I I mean, damn this, you, James. Maybe this is one of those. <laughs> maybe it's one of those instances of know who you're drafting against, and uh, James did that. Right. Yep. Damn. All right. Oh, um. So I think there's so to talk through my my draft strategy here there's a couple running backs i'm okay with taking a little bit later here uh levion bell was obviously the 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 choice selection there um man that's rough <laughs> kill me with that sammy Watkins <laughs> pick. yep and qb at this point uh james Delaney. Two, so I'm probably gonna have to take another. I've got two picks mm-hmm. in a row. I'm probably gonna have to take another one, so I'm not left with the garbage after James takes two. Uh, but first, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a Rob here. Good one. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it just came down to. I know I'm gonna take my second QB with this next pick and there's still a few running backs. There's no elite options left at running back. So there's still three or four that I'm okay with. 
Travis, real quick, um, I don't mean to interrupt, but before you kind of go on and make your next pick, I have a couple questions about Allen Robinson. Do you? Uh, we've kind of heard some rumors that now you know he's kind of expected back in Jacksonville. Um, does that hurt or does that help him? Do you think in your in your eyes if he does end up back in Jacksonville? And what do you think the chances are that he ends up back there? Or do you think maybe there's another team that he may end up with that increases? Yeah, I mean, his if value he, if he goes eyes? back to Jacksonville, I think it's kind of just status quo at this point and with a little bit more upside because when I mean, we've seen him so let me backtrack a little bit i think jacksonville fixes the qb position sooner rather than later i think at at a maximum they're trotting they're trotting bortles out there for one more year i i don't see them doing that longer than 2018 so it, it could go a couple of different ways. I mean, if he's franchise tagged and he's just tied there for one more year, then I think you just kind of bite the bullet and and still believe in the guy's talent and just realize that he might have another subpar season because of the quarterback situation. But at the same time, there's still there's still some upside built in for me because we've seen him have an elite season with Bortles. So that's I mean that's obviously within the range of outcomes. So. I'm okay with Allen Robinson in or out of Jacksonville, honestly. Um, I'd like to see him go elsewhere because I do believe they bring Bortles back. I believe Bortles is going to start another year there. And so it would be nice to not have to deal with the the status quo kind of mediocre value for, for Robinson for a full calendar year. Um, you know, if he could get out of there, I think he gets a value increase the, the instant he signs anywhere else, as long as they have a quarterback, right? Like, and if they release him, he's not going to go somewhere that doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, he's used to playing with a shit quarterback, sorry, a crap quarterback. <laughs> and nice. so if he's got his choice of locations, he's not going to go somewhere where they're trotting AJ McCarron out or T- Ryan Tannehill or, you know what I mean? Whatever, like, this guy wants to play on a good team with somebody who can get him the damn ball. So if he's got his choice in free agency, I think it's going to end up being a good position for him because he's going to go somewhere he wants to go. So I'm all about that. But even if he stays in Jacksonville, I'm okay still with Allen Robinson because I believe he is a very, very talented player. And eventually he'll get his shot. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Okay. So that's my pick here at 203 is Allen Robinson. Um, and then I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go back to the QB well here uh, for 301. Just to leave James with garbage. Um, Do it. Leave me with the garbage. You know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to go with my boy, <laughs> Carlos Hyde. It's just, I'm going to drop, I'm going to take Carlos Hyde. I think he's the best. Running back still left on the board, and I, I think that I've been noted or on record in the past year on the show that I believe Carlos Hyde is top ten talent in the league at the running back position, uh, and so I think I think he gets a job, and I, I think he's going to be a very usable fantasy asset. So I'm going to take him. I I almost went QB, but honestly, John has two. James takes two even before my next pick, and I'm still okay with the last guy there in that in that startable tier uh, to pair with Kirk. So I'm gonna go off of the QB and, and take Carlos Hyde. Awesome, yeah, I like that pick. I think I think we're all kind of a, a little bit high on Carlos Hyde at least. Um, that's I, I think his landing spot is is going to be crucial. What do you think, John? Yeah, that's a good looking team so far. You got you know the easily the number one quarterback to me the number one wide receiver and now you just got possibly the number one running back if Le'Veon Bell gets franchised so yeah that's that's a pretty good looking team right now that's a solid squad Travis I don't like it but I I tell you what I'm gonna go ahead and share with you guys a little bit of my strategy here I I really felt Travis was gonna take a quarterback there and if he did the way that we have this set up is two starting quarterbacks, right? 
And you guys both would have had your starting quarterback. So I wouldn't have had to take a quarterback until the last two rounds. And I still could have gotten the guys I wanted because you guys could not have taken another quarterback. So that was kind of my goal here was to kind of do that and then still get the last two quarterbacks with the last two picks. But now that Travis, yeah, yeah, (laughs) see, but, but now that Travis didn't take a quarterback, it kind of, kind of throws a monkey wrench into this, but I tell you what, I'm still not going to take two quarterbacks back to back and I'm not going to take a quarterback at this position. And the reason why I'm not going to is because, uh, John already has two. So I know I'm going to get the one quarterback that I want after John's next two picks when I'm up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Jarvis Landry, um, guy I'm not all that high on, but I'm hoping when I take him with this pick, he finds a nice cushy spot where he can get all those targets like he got in Miami. Um, so with the 3.02, I'll take Jarvis Landry, hoping that he finds a spot kind of, I don't, like I said, like, uh, like he did in Miami that, uh, that he can, you know, he can really, uh, thrive with, um, with a, a high amount of targets. So uh, that's going to be my strategy here. I'll take Jarvis Landry and John, you are on the clock with uh, your two picks, bud. Oh man, that was a, that was a good move. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but uh, I was really hoping that Landry was going to make it to me. Um, believe so it or John, not. you've got Case Keenum, hmm. Sam Bradford, and you've waited a long time for your next pick here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm already liking your team the least. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not going to get any better. I don't know. I mean, if, if that's what you're waiting for, there's, uh, there's just nothing here. Um, so I think uh, this is going to fly in the face of everything I believe in. Um, but I just feel like there's such a big drop off at wide receiver right here. Oh no. Oh no. Don't tell running me it's back, running back, running back, back time down. because I, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, believe whoa. it or not. I, I, to me, but John, but John, but John, you hate running backs. I do hate running backs. <laughs> I do hate running backs, but all of these wide receivers are, they're essentially the same guy. You know, John Brown, Paul Richardson, you know, Danny Amendola, Marquise Lee, Dante Moncrief, like all the Jordan Matthews, Terrell Pryor is interesting to me. Um, but I mean, all of these guys are, are, they're kind of the same guy for me for the most part. I'm Jeff Janis is still on the, uh, is still available. Woohoo. <laughs> Jeff Janis. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, to me, all those, what, all those wide receivers are basically the same guys. Um, the tight ends don't do anything for me. So yeah, as much as I don't like this strategy, the running backs are kind of head and shoulders above the other positions right at the moment. So uh, we're going with um, two guys who are going to be, or who are probably going to be pretty, uh, landing spot dependent here, but we're going to Isaiah Crowell and Dion Lewis. Um, and that, uh, that solidifies my running back position. Wow. Wow. You are like a different person. Okay. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I, John, you can, you can try to fool us, but man, I, I knew the writing was on the wall when you didn't miss any of those episodes during our running back, um, you know, recaps, but when the receivers came up, guess who? Uh, guess who wasn't? Uh, <laughs> guess who missed all those pods? You know, so I, I knew. I knew. The truth comes out. Uh, yeah, am I that transparent? Oh yeah, man, yeah. that sucks. No, I'm just that good. I, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. All right, so still the psychic. Man, I, I'm telling you, John, uh, this this situation that I'm in with these quarterbacks is uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible situation here. I'm looking at guys and I'm just shaking my head going, man, I I don't, I wouldn't feel good starting any of these guys, but it is what it is. So I'm going to take a guy who I guess is young enough, even though he's coming off a major injury, I'm going to go ahead and take Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B? Um, I think my hope with that is that Minnesota has fallen in love with him enough to the point where they want to give him the chance to start. Um, I guess that's kind of all I can hope for. When I'm looking at the names that are available, there's not a lot out there. So I'll, I'll go ahead and take Teddy Bridgewater in the hopes that he gets a chance 
to start in Minnesota, and hopefully Case Keenum um, doesn't. <laughs> hopefully he goes elsewhere. That's so. that's it's not a bad idea. I mean, it the <laughs> the worst case scenario I think is Case Keenum is a starter with a really short leash. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think there's an opportunity yeah, coming for Teddy at some point. It, at some point, you have to you have to figure out what you've got. At some point yeah. in the next year or two, he will be a starter somewhere, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. I mean, I I don't know for how long, but I mean that's the case with all of these quarterbacks here, right? I mean, McCown is a McCown is a solid quarterback. Um, but he's 39 years old. Hey, the rest of the guys, we haven't we haven't we haven't hit him yet. He's not drafted. No, I know. I'm I'm just talking about the court. Get off my board. The rest of the quarterback position. I mean, even the guys that I took, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, they could easily be very very short term uh, starters for somebody. Um, uh, you know, Bradford easily. He, he, I could see Bradford in you know Cleveland with a rookie behind him. Bradford in Arizona. I could I could see something like that. I could totally see that. I, I'm not going to lie. I wanted Bradford really bad as my QB2 behind Cousins. Yeah. That, that was my plan going in. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Bradford. It's just, man, those knees. I know. Yeah. Yeah. The whole – his whole freaking body is worthless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's on me, right? Yep. You for two. All right, so I got two picks here. I've got Cousins, Allen Robinson, Carlos Hyde, pretty much the all-star team here. Um, Humble brag. Let's see. I'm going to go. I don't need to take a quarterback now. I can wait till my last pick to do that because you guys aren't going to take any more of them. No, we're not. No, you both got two. Does James have two? Yeah, John. Yeah, James. Hey, John, two. shut up. <laughs> oh. James, you don't have two. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You're right. I messed that up. <laughs> I no, damn. It. I got to take a quarterback here. <laughs> I just, I'm nonchalantly <laughs> like, doo, doo, doo. yeah, you don't have to take one. Lesson, no, lesson learned. Always double check yeah. who the first, who I, the, who was taken before you. <laughs> so James still. I have a prediction one. on one of your picks here, Travis, and I want to see if I'm oh, right. interesting. And, okay. Uh, I, I think, I think I am, but we'll see. We'll see. I've got two picks. James is going to need a quarterback, so I got to take a QB with one of these if I want my guy. You don't have to. There's really, I mean, if we're looking at these QBs, you guys are looking at a different list than I am. But really, there's only two here that have a potential to even be a starter next year. That's AJ McCarron and Josh McCown. Yep. On on, on for me. Um, so yeah, I agree. So do I need to take one of those to make sure I want the one, make sure I get the one yes. that I want or should I just take the one that's left over? Um, I'm going to prolong that drama here for a second and I'm going to take Jarek McKinnon. Huh. Okay. Very nice. And I, I think he's going to have, I mean, I think he's going to land on a team and have, I mean, he's a free agent, so he's going to get to kind of pick his spot. I think he's, I think there's going to be a market for him based on what he showed this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, out of what's left here, I'm not the largest Burkhead fan. I, I think his situation is kind of even more iffy than McKinnon. And then after that, it's kind of, I mean, I don't know, just all guys that may or may not end up on a team somewhere. And, and oh, they're all going to – a lot A lot of these guys are going to get jobs, but will they get touches? That's the question. So I think Jared McKinnon will get touches in 2018. So I'm going to go ahead and select him as my running back two. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish out my quarterbacks here. And I'm going to pair with Kirk Cousins, Josh McCown. Josh McCown is going to be my pick, and the mainly here because I McCarron probably is like is the popular pick. I just don't I don't I just don't see it with him, and I think Josh McCown. Honestly, this is kind of my overall dynasty strategy. Is like if I can get a super duper cheap retread kind of guy that I know is going to start 
six to nine to 12 games. Like, let me start the year with him and then and make some trades and make some moves and, and shore that up later. So Josh McCown, I think, is definitely going to be a starter week one. Um, and I like Josh McCown. I mean, he's a gunslinger. We all know he can put up points. It's just a matter of staying healthy and the fact that he's super old and and nobody's going to count on him being the face of their franchise. So eventually he's going to get replaced. But I think he's going to give me a few weeks to start off the year uh, on this pretend team. So Jerick McKinnon, Josh McKinnon, nice. that's my picks. It's kind of some alliteration going there too. So that was, Very nice. that was, that was yeah. good. That was <laughs> some bonus points in there, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm on the clock here. James, in the fifth you round. really um, wanted Josh McCown, didn't right you? Right now, you know, actually, I I was having trouble picking between the two, but it was definitely between those two, and I probably would have leaned Josh McCown to be honest, um, for the same reasons you stated. But I think AJ McCarron's is the higher upside guy, and I I just think at quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater being my only other guy, I could have used the stability of Josh McCown, but. That being said, um, my hand's kind of kind of already forced here. So um, right now, uh, I got Le'Veon Bell, Sammy Watkins, Jarvis Landry, and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you guys both have two quarterbacks. You guys both have two running backs. So I have an opening at quarterback and an opening at running back, but I know that, I mean, I, I don't have to take them now. I can take them in the last two rounds. So the only reason I'm going tight end is because the running back and the quarterback that I will take are – guaranteed to be on the board with my next two picks. So I'm going to take Jimmy Graham um, as the free agent tight end. There's really not much to choose from there. And so I guess any, you know, small advantage that I can have over you guys at any position will help. And I think Jimmy Graham is probably an upgrade over the rest of them that are out there. So I'm going to take Jimmy Graham as the, uh, my free agent tight end on the, uh, the 5.2 spot here in this draft. And, uh, and then, fill the quarterback and running back hole as I go. So, um, John, it looks like nice. you're on the clock for two. You can't, can't hit you on that pick, James. Yeah, yeah, not a, not a whole lot else you can do there. So, Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible Podcast and the Dynasty Football Network. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line, gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. So it's time for pass catchers for me. Uh, so this is very unchar- uncharacteristic for me to be uh, dumpster diving for for guys to catch the ball. But I'm going to start actually with, my, with a tight end position. And, uh, you know, at this point I'm – you know, we're all kind of looking for sleepers more than anything. So I'm going to take my tight end. I'm going to make it Trey Burton because I think that he is going to be a monster wherever he lands. I think that he showed, he, he showed tight end one upside in Philadelphia playing behind Zach Ertz, sometimes filling in for Zach Ertz. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just take Trey Burton? Yes. I hate you. (laughs) <laughs> I I had a feeling that was gonna that was gonna Man. be so yeah <laughs> so yeah starts with Trey Burton for me here in the at the end of the fifth round and then uh, with my next pick my next two picks are wide receivers I'm gonna start with Marquise Lee for my wide receivers you've got to be kidding me <laughs> dude Marquise Lee and Trey Burton were my next wow, two picks okay. that's unbelievable nice. I know you. I know you better than you know yourself, man. That's well done, John. Marquise well done. Marquise Lee had an unbelievable season. Love Marquise Lee with Blake Bortles at quarterback. So yeah, he's he. I mean, I think that he probably ends up back in Jacksonville, and that's kind of the worst case scenario for him, right? I mean, anywhere else, and he's going to be the he's going to be the wide receiver one. So. Yeah, I I, uh, I love Marquise Lee going forward, and uh, I'm 
I'm not super comfortable with this team, but considering the pool of players that we had to work from here, I think that Marquise Lee is going to be a very serviceable wide receiver one for me. Yeah, I like that. I like it even more that uh, Travis wanted him and you took him. So. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. All right. So that was good picks, man. <laughs> I, I, I have very little drama with the, my remaining picks because I have uh, I have a hole, an opening at uh, quarterback and an opening at running back. And uh, really, I, I've kind of already given away my quarterback, so I'm going to go ahead and take that now. Uh, I'm going to take A.J. McCarron. And again, I... You know, it's an upside play. You kind of hope that he gets the opportunity to start. You hope he gets an opportunity in a, um, a, a positive environment. You know, he he gets to play with some talent and, sort, you know, a good supporting cast, some good coaching. But, I mean, there's really no guarantee with him. Um, him being a free agent and winning that case just – puts puts another name out there um there's a lot of a lot of these you know i mean we we drafted six quarterbacks he was the sixth one taken i mean there's only so many starting spots to go around and not to mention the fact that there's you know a bunch of quarterbacks in the draft that are going to take up spots so um i don't know how i feel about this but uh, it's one of those things where with the way the team was built i i kind of had to kind of had to settle for aj mccarron so i'll i'll do that and just hope that the landing spot and uh, opportunity work out well for him um, so yeah, on to you, Travis, for your last two. We're in the six. I'm at the six Oh three spot and we're only going seven rounds here. So I'm going to finish up my roster with these two picks. I need a tight end and I need a receiver. So the more surefire pick here for me is the tight end. Uh, I'm going to go ASJ and let the record show I'm taking ASJ above Tyler Eifert, who is also available. I just don't think this – I don't think oh – man, I just don't want Eifert on my team, dude. I don't know. I don't – he's probably going to have like a one-year prove-it deal somewhere. If he can somehow get a, a, a spine replacement, maybe he'll be successful. But yeah, ASJ, yeah. I'll just go with the upside at this point late in the sixth here. And, you know, this guy like got his apparently got his life back on track here and and has shown a little bit, you know, he's shown some flashes and I think he gets a shot somewhere as a starting tight end. So throw ASJ on the end of the roster here and then I got to finish up my wide receiver core. I've got Allen Robinson and then I'm choosing between the leftovers here. We got Paul Richardson, Terrell Pryor, Jordan Matthews, John Brown. Eric Decker, Dante Moncrief. Um, man, I think I'm going to go Jordan Matthews. Um, oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I like Paul Richardson, but I think he's kind of limited in in his upside. I think he's he's really you know he's got a thin build and he's a playmaker. He's shown that. Um. But I think he's kind of limited to that wide receiver two three threshold on a, on an NFL team. And Jordan Matthews had, you know, to start his career, he had two almost historical seasons, and and so he's shown he can produce in the league and, and be, you know, a top option in in a, in an offense. Even if he's not the prototypical number one, he still you know can be a top option in an offense, and you know. He had obviously a bad year, is injury riddled, and he was on the Bills. So, I, I think I think he is still talented enough to to get another decent shot at at some solid production. So, I'm going to finish out my draft here with Jordan Matthews. Travis, right quick, I, I just want to take the opportunity to ask you a bit of a question here. John Brown was on the board, and I know that that's a guy that when he was in Arizona, you were pretty high on his talent at least. Um, I know that uh, you were a little worried with the sickle cell and everything that kind of came with that. Um, can you comment on what you kind of expect out of John Brown and where you think he may benefit most um, as far as the landing spot goes? Sure. I mean, I don't. I haven't thought about a specific landing spot for him, but I, I do like John Brown. I almost – I mean, he was definitely in consideration for this pick. I just I wanted kind of the the safer option in my opinion because John Brown is still to me an upside play, but his downside is real. And especially with that sickle cell trait that he's been battling, he hasn't really shown that he's beaten that 
you know, for sure. Um, it, it's kind of lingered for him and it affects his, his soft tissue um, injuries and it, it prolongs his recovery time and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely an upside play. I think he's very, 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 very talented and he could absolutely succeed. And I mean, he's in that same conversation as, you know, those smaller, fast, quick guys like T.Y. Hilton. And, and I know nobody loves when you throw around the Antonio Brown comp, but I, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be that, but he's in that conversation as far as the skill set and, and talent goes. So I'm definitely buying John Brown because he's super dirt cheap. But in this particular exercise, I just didn't I didn't see the need to take him this high when there were safer options available. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. That that makes sense to me. I'll I'll move on to my pick right quick and I have a running back spot available. Um and I'm gonna go ahead and take Rex Burkhead. Um I think out of the options that were available, Rex Burkhead's probably has the highest upside, especially in a PPR um, coming off of the year he did for New England. He really came on later in the year and kind of showed what he can do um, in the right role. I think he can find that type of role. I think that role, um, a pass catching back, um, you know, a high volume third down back, a guy who can uh, who can do a little bit of everything, even you know, occasionally take a few carries, um, is a role that is growing in the NFL for a running back. So I don't think he'll have too much trouble finding that role and being able to have some fantasy value from it. Um, obviously I would have rather had guys like Carlos Hyde, Crowell, you know, uh, McKinnon, but, uh, but I'll go ahead and settle for Burkhead here. And I'm, I feel okay about that. Uh, I feel better about this than I do about having to settle for AJ McCarron. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes total sense. Yeah. It's not a bad pick by any means. I mean, he was no. one, of the, one of the best still remaining running backs for sure. Yeah, he was he was really tempting to me. It was kind of between him and Isaiah Crowell. And I feel like Crowell, Crowell is a little bit more of a do-it-all type of guy, and I think that he's going to land in a better spot. But um, I I also – it was really close for me. It was tough. So I like, I like the Rex Burkhead pick a lot. I've got one more pick here. I'm looking for a wide receiver, and it's kind of a three-man race for me. It's between Paul Richardson, Dante Moncrief, and Terrell Pryor for uh, Mr. Irrelevant here. And uh, I, at this point, I, I feel like I kind of need um, – this whole team is just kind of built on upside. And uh, I, so to me, I think that's kind of where I have to stay. That's kind of what this team is going to be. So as tough as it is for me to pass up so, uh, uh, these other two guys, I'm going to go with Paul Richardson just based on the idea that he lands in a better system that's a better fit for him and that uses him a little bit more um, and uses him in some different ways. It's also a little bit of a homer pick, see you buff. So, uh, but I I think that he's got a chance to to go somewhere and, and play kind of an Emmanuel Sanders type of role um, to go back to a, a, to come up with a Homer comp to go with the Homer pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't hate it. Nice. Yeah, I see. I would have taken it in there. You would have taken who? I think I would have taken Paul Richardson there. I, I, I think it would have been between him and prior for me, okay. but I think ultimately I probably would have taken Richardson. What do you think you'd, you would have done though, Travis? Mm, yeah. I mean, I, Probably Paul Richards. It was probably between Paul Richardson and John Brown at that point for me. Yeah. There's yeah. not there's not many John Brown truthers left, so I get that. Uh, yeah. And, I mean he's twenty seven too, so you know, yeah. running out of opportunities. Right. And just the you know, the the health stuff that you were talking yeah. about, like yeah. That's just that's such a big concern, especially when I don't even have a freaking bench here. Like, how, uh, although I mean, neither do you guys. So, um, yeah, but John Brown is like that perfect wide receiver five, six, seven on your dynasty yeah. team. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I needed somebody who I felt like had a a chance to to start somewhere you know stay on the field and john brown's just not quite there right. um 
but they're they're very similar players really um they do kind of the same type of things it's just that just the it's just the health man that's all it is that's all there is to it for me with john brown and i'm just i'm just completely off of him because of that that sickle cell thing is just nothing to mess with you know yeah it's like a legit i mean it it can hamper a career for sure yeah yeah exactly it's, it's yeah it's scary to invest in that but i mean the reason i like him mainly is because he's so dirt cheap and i've seen him perform i've seen his talent and if he you know the the price you have to pay for john brown is again one of those like all upside kind of picks i mean you can get john brown for a late third yeah and you know i mean at that point you just you know you take the gamble in some cases and hope that he can get that taken care of so guys, I, I kind of want to catch you off guard here a little bit and uh, and ask you guys a question because I've kind of been thinking about this and uh, come up with a few different answers. So we just did this free agent draft. Of all these free agents that are out there, whether they were drafted or not, which do you think is the biggest boom or bust player? Which do you think is going to be uh, maybe you know more um, uh, more landing spot relevant? Um, you know, it's it's gonna gonna rely more on their landing spot. Who is a, a guy who you could see? really, really booming um, if they if they land in the right position and who's a guy that you can see really, uh, you know, busting if they land in the wrong position if they're the same player? Wow, that's a good question. For me, it's Jarvis Landry. I mean, I just, that that guy is just, if, if he ends up anywhere that thinks that he's the same player as he was in Miami, then no thanks. I want nothing to do with him. I, you know, we talked about it in the, the wide receiver position dissection with Jarvis Landry. I just, I, I want nothing to do with the, the, you know, all the short dump offs. You catch a hundred passes and you can't even get to a thousand yards. I, I want nothing to do with that. So it depends on the system. It depends on the quarterback. It depends on how they, they use him. And so it, all of that to me adds up to, where does he land and how do they use him? Yeah, that was probably my my pick, but I'll I, I, a couple other options here. I think AJ McCarron is a good one. Um mm-hmm. Terrell Pryor. Sam Bradford's a pretty good one. Yeah. Terrell Pryor. Yeah, I, I think I think that's my pick is is Terrell Pryor, Travis. I think you kind of nailed that. I think he's a boomer bust depending on his uh, his landing spot. But I think A.J. McCarron's a really good answer, too, uh, the more I, I mean, think he about could, it. Yeah. He could succeed. I mean, everybody's kind of down on him as like this, oh, the Browns wanted him, so he must suck, and he's been a backup. You know what I mean? Like there's that weird stigma around him. But if he goes to a system that that kind of meets his needs, and, and I mean, he could – he success is, 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 is a possibility for A.J. McCarron for sure. Um Terrell Pryor again. I mean, if he goes back to the Browns and they've got Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman, I don't really know what we're expecting from that guy. And then my my third answer was Rex Burkhead. Yeah, I was just about. I mean, he's to got say that one. yeah, he's got legit yeah. boom potential, but he's, he's also got legit third string bust potential. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, and it's really yeah. sneaky with him because. I mean, we're all just assuming that he's going to end up in New or, or uh, back in New England, and he probably Maybe, will. Yeah. You know, he 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 should. He belongs in New England. Nobody else is going to use him the same way. You know, so he's he's on any other roster. He's exactly what he was in Cincinnati. You know, he's kind of a a change of pace. He he's the guy that you send in when when your real running backs are tired and need some water, <laughs> but like, but in new England, he's a star. Potentially. You know? So yeah, I mean, even, it, even in new England, he's a star for three, four five weeks. Like you can't even really count on him in yeah. there. I don't, I don't know. That's kind of why I guess why I'm lower on him. Like with, with the free agency class on top of all these running backs coming in through the draft, what are the chances the team really believes in Rex Burkhead and 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 gives them the shot to be their one A? You know, like to me that just seems pretty slim. 
So I, I think the best yeah. case scenario is yeah, New I mean, England. But even in New England, he's still going to have competition and rotation, and, and he's not going to be a reliable guy. Definitely not totally. But, I mean, Deion Lewis is out of the way. That'll help. Mike Gillisley could be a, a cab casualty. So, I mean, they're going to reload at running back, definitely. But, I mean, he knows the system after a full year, and you're looking at kind of a – an infusion of a bunch of new guys. And then there's James White who catches yeah, the ball. Yeah, but they're going to bring I mean, in somebody it, else. You know, too, Rex Burkhead like, is your thumper. Like Jeremy Hill. Yeah, they will. They'll they'll bring in someone. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they'll probably draft. They'll probably spend some draft capital. But, I mean, again, you know, they they know him. They trust him. And that goes a long, long ways for the New England Patriots. Can we trust you out on the field, especially in pass protection? And, uh, you know, at this point, he knows the assignments. So I think that he's on the field quite a bit in New England, but nowhere else. That's that's kind of the thing for me. Yeah. I, one other name I kind of want to bring up here um, real quick is Jarek McKinnon. I definitely I, I don't know that he has the bust potential of some of these other guys, but I, I think he has the boom potential. I mean, I. When you watch Jarek McKinnon, you kind of see that he has that playmaking ability. He's, you know, he, he was good. I mean, he didn't get taken down by a lot of arm tackles, even though he's a smaller, a smaller statue running back. He he did a really good job of uh, of finding ways to break tackles, staying on his feet. That's a guy that I could see if he's used in the right situation. Um, that I I could see him exceeding what people expect out of him. Whereas um, I don't know I. I I don't know that – I guess it depends on what you expect out of him, but I don't know that I see the the bust potential for him as much, but I definitely think he's a boom candidate. You guys agree with that or no? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's why I took him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The- no, I think I think he showed enough this, this past year where, I mean, he, he was always this beloved darling of the metrics community, right? Like – He's been this high upside guy that everybody's loved, but he hasn't ever really shown that he can pull that all together and produce on field. And he showed that this year. So I think he's earned himself a contract for sure. And it just really depends on if if a team's gonna give him enough work to really boom, right? Like his his bust potential is really kind of what he has been and and maybe even more so because he was legit a backup for a long time. But I yeah, I think he's going to have a role on a team for sure. So I, I guess I get what you're saying in that I don't really see the bust potential in that aspect because he's going to have a job. Uh, I, I, I'm i not so sure, to be honest. I mean, he might be asking for starter. Ed party has a poop. That's why we invited you. <laughs> that's, that's my role here, man. Other than to like shout you guys' <laughs> name at the beginning – all I'm here to do is just crap all over everything you say. So with that being said, here we go. <laughs> so because the problem is, <laughs> and we see this happen every single year, a guy hits the market and thinks that he's, you know, that he's worth starting running back money and, you know, finds out pretty quickly that there's already a ton of running backs out there that you can get fairly cheap. And then not only that, you're about to get an infusion of talent in the all around the league in this with this rookie class. This this rookie draft class is just so loaded at running back. They're going to price Jarek McKinnon right out of the market, and you know make him make him obsolete at the money that he's looking for. So I I'm hoping that that Jarek McKinnon can find a job, but I'm not convinced. It's going to depend a lot on, you know, his asking price and what he's willing to settle for. Yeah, I could see that. But what what's starting running back money for Jerick McKinnon? Three, four million. Uh, I mean, he's he's going to ask for more than that. I, no I mean, way, dude. I, I mean, yeah, that's kind of that's the stuff. running back market. I don't know. I mean, maybe. And if he does. He, uh, he's going to screw himself, I think. I think he needs to go to whoever is going to give him a shot to start. I mean, he's not – he hasn't proven enough. Like I know he said he proved himself, but he hasn't proved he hasn't proven enough to be like, you need to freaking pay me because I'm the – right? Like 
That he's not to that Dude. level. Couldn't you, couldn't you see though? Like, couldn't you see Jarek McKinnon like being that second running back in Jacksonville? Like, you know, no. Fournette with the injury issues. Like, I, I could just see. Screw I knew mean, that. Yeah, no, I could absolutely see that being. I a, think me and a, a me and John are for me and John are TJ Yeldon truthers. So get that out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. I, yeah, because McKinnon wouldn't be an upgrade. No way to TJ Yeldon. No way. They're the same guy. Yes. Oh no. Oh, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. But I also, I, I mean, even even if he is, I, and I'm, I am with Travis on this one. But even if they are the same guy, I I don't know that anybody's gonna gonna view McKinnon as anything other than a pass catching back. And if you've already got a pass catching back there. You know why? Why pay the money for for the the Jarek McKinnon's going to command, especially when he's looking for he's going to go out thinking that he's a feature back, and that's where he's going to really run into problems. You know, kind of the kind of the same way that Demarco Murray was when he left Dallas. He's going to run into an issue uh, where there's way more supply than there is demand for a for a guy who you know, is okay running between the tackles, but is in all honesty, more of a pass catcher. And I, so I guess that's where yeah, I disagree I mean, is I, I think I would like to think that he's got enough people around him to be honest with him and kind of just be like, you know, listen, dude, this is your market. You haven't, you haven't shown enough to demand feature three down back money and you're, you know, you had a good year and people are interested. So you need to take what you can get and make it a starting job. Go somewhere where they're going to give you touches, where they're they're promising you touches so you can prove yourself even further. Because I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. And maybe he's delusional and thinks he can get seven to eight million a year as a, as a starting running back, in which case he'll be screwed because nobody's going to give him that. I would just like to think that yeah. he's got that support system around him, and it, through whether it's agents or coaches or peers or whatever, where they're gonna tell him the truth and be like, "This is what you you need to go take a job for middling starting running back money, whether it's three or four million dollars a year, and and go somewhere where they're gonna give you work." And and if he doesn't do that, I think he's hurting himself. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not in that guy's head. I'm not. I'm not his agent, so I don't know. But that just would make the mo- the most sense for me, and that's kind of where my mindset is, and, and why I kind of value him that way. Because I think he's going to choose a place to where he can go and actually play football to to show to prove himself further. Yeah, it's just the. I mean, everybody knows, even the running backs know that the running backs have a a short shelf life. You've got one opportunity for that big contract. I mean, unless you're, you know, unless you're Ezekiel Elliott or Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley, you know, if you're Jarek McKinnon, you get one shot and this is it. So, I mean, he's going to go after the most money and the most opportunity that he can. And I mean, it's hard to blame him, but it's just not going to be out there, you know, and eventually he's going to land somewhere. But the problem is by then all the chips are going to fell in the, have fallen into place. You know, Carlos Hyde's going to have a team. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's going to have the franchise tag on him. Isaiah Crowell's going to have a team, even some of these pass catchers, you know, and Dion Lewis and, and some of these other guys, they're going to have teams by then the market's going to be set. And there's going to be a shortage of, of opportunities for him. I mean, that's just kind of my prediction for the way this whole thing's going to go. But I, I feel like we just see it happen every single season and uh, every single offseason. And I think it's coming again for Jarek McKinnon, unfortunately. That's fair enough. And that, that's a good opportunity here to say that we're going to revisit all these guys um, NFL free agency yep. is yeah. It Many opens times. March fourteenth, if I am cor- seeing this correctly. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about all, all right. these guys, and especially when they start, 
landing places and people start getting contracts, we're going to revisit here and, and reassess and and kind of analyze what we think about the landing spots and where these guys go. And we're going to be wrong on a lot of these guys. <laughs> and, and some guys are going to get contracts that Pretty are much. shocking to as far as wow, yeah. I didn't think that guy would get that much. Some of these guys are going to get contracts where like, damn, that guy should have gotten more. So it's all so early in the process here. We're just kind of speculating, but hopefully it kind of gives you guys a little bit of an idea of, of where we think these guys are talent wise uh, to where, you know, I, th- I think Jerick McKinnon is going to be usable in dynasty going forward and, and so on and so forth. But so we've got an interesting mix of teams here. We've got, you know, that we've, we definitely have the, uh, the studs and duds type of team. Um, for Travis with that first overall pick, we've got a all upside, <laughs> pretty much no floor team for me. And uh, James is kind of right there in the middle. So um, very interesting roster construction here. Let's uh, let, we'll recap our teams real quick for you. And uh, I'll go first here. I've got a quarterback. I've got Case Keenum in my super flex. I'm thinking it's going to be Sam Bradford. Um, I'm definitely hoping that he finds a starting job somewhere, uh, at least in the short term. And then at running back, I've got Isaiah Crowell and Deion Lewis. My wide receivers, Marquise Lee and Paul Richardson, and Trey Burton is my tight end. What do you got, James? Yeah, it's not a bad team there, John. You ended up coming back pretty well there, I think. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I quarterback my weak spot. I've got Teddy Bridgewater and Superflex, A.J. McCarron. Um, Running back, I'm going to have Le'Veon Bell and Rex Burkhead. At wide receiver, I'll have Sammy Watkins and Jarvis Landry. And at tight end, I'll have Jimmy Graham starting there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my squad there. What do you what do you got there, Travis? So I just want to say John's team is actually bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even say that like that was, that was very very indulgent sir totally un- <laughs> so, it was so unprompted so my teeth so, so pointless it just just good for you all right let's let's hear about your 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 so, team with so the my team first overall so my team's pick. the best so i've angry. got kirk cousins <laughs> Uh, you just so can't Kirk stop, Cousins can you? and uh, Josh McCown <laughs> at quarterback, uh, wide receiver got Allen Robinson and Jordan Matthews, and then running back I've got Carlos Hyde and Jerick McKinnon, and tight end I've got ASJ. So I think it's pretty clear cut. I'm the winner here, guys. Dude, you started <laughs> ASJ and Jordan Matthews. I got the team right here. Come on. I got this. I got this. All right. Well, this was a very flawed hey, system. Random, random draft um, order. You guys can't get mad at me. I was a randomizer. Damn it, Travis. Why do you got in the? Why do you got to end the episode that way? Yeah, it's right. just it's just common knowledge. So we're gonna post these to Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, so, are we? Do we have to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to see. We'll, I want to see we'll all those do. votes for the brains team. So yeah, we definitely have to. Yeah, we'll we'll put them up there. Uh, I mean, hopefully, I can get some kind of a handicap. Like there was, like I said, this was a this is a two man free agent class, and I was drafting third, but I still think that I put together a very good team. And uh, legitimately, uh, it, there's a ton of upside there. So I'm happy with it. So whatever, Travis. What just Spoken whatever. like a true loser. <laughs> so what, look out for uh, – go, go follow the at Superflex pod handle. We're going to post the teams up here and we'll put a poll out there and, and you guys can go and vote and see vote, – vote for which team you think is the best free agent – uh, Superflex team, and we'll announce the winner next week when we come back on Monday or Wednesday. Sorry, spoiler: it's gonna be me. Hmm. <laughs> that yeah, sounds like fun. Okay, but we'll do it anyways. <laughs> sounds like fun. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> that sounds great. 
Let, let's just do that. Why don't Why don't we put up a poll where I can, where I have to, where I have to boast about a team where my top two picks were Case Keenum and Sam Bradford. That's, but so it's it's you, just you made the why pick. Why are they even gonna buy? Why Why is anyone even gonna vote on this? We're gonna put it up anyways. You're a really sore sore loser right now. I'm. I am. You're I like am. you're like an eleven year old. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. All right, there it <laughs> a is. Little bit. There it is. <laughs> All the cards are on the table now, aren't they? So let's let's do our little Twitter poll, and uh, and see who who of the twenty votes that we get, how many of them go to Travis. All Eighteen right. are going my way, so you guys can split the other two. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's wrap this up for the week. That was uh, almost fun, and uh, we'll uh, we'll do something similar next week. I have no idea what, but now that we're past the position dissection, we can start having some fun with uh, getting ready for the 2018 season, free agency coming up, NFL draft. Um, we can do some mock stuff. We can do some ADP talk. We can talk rankings. We're definitely definitely talking rankings. And rookies, and, rookies, and rookies. John. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey yeah. guys, we we do have to rank them for some reason. We gotta we gotta eventually get some guests on here too. What do you think? Yeah, we'll start doing that as well. We've got we've got some awesome uh, guests already uh, in the works. So nice. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. But for now, we'll wrap it up for the week. As I said. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at SuperFlexPod and send those trades to at SuperFlexTrades. Definitely anything with all scoring settings, but I mean, whatever you got, send it to us. We can retweet it. We can, I mean, we can comment and vote ourselves. We'll definitely do that. There are plenty of opinions in this room um, and uh, plenty uh, plenty of guys willing to tell you how bad your team is. Right, Travis? And... And it, we can help you get it out to more people, get more votes, get more advice. So send those trades at Superflex Trades. Follow Travis at Travis NFL. James is at DFF underscore the brain. I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. And you can follow the entire Dynasty Football Factory at DFF underscore Dynasty. And this network of podcasts at DF underscore network, including. Besides the Super Flexible Podcast, number one in your hearts and uh, number one, hopefully, on your iTunes queue as well. But we also have the Fantasy Football Fellas talking redraft, and they're already they're already talking about coaching changes and philosophies. They're talking about free agents. They're getting ready for the rookie draft, for the NFL draft. They've got all kinds of redraft content for you already. The Dynasty Warzone, the flagship, talking Dynasty from all angles and they're they're doing the same thing they're talking adp and rankings right now and getting ready for uh i believe they're breaking down every single division right now getting you ready for the for your startup drafts and your rookie drafts the idp edge crushers talking about those defensive players and helping you get ready for uh startup and rookie drafts for those independent draft independent defensive players individual defensive players yeah there you go the Devi watch podcast in the spotlight right now with a rookie draft coming up they've been watching these college kids every step of the way now they're about to enter the nfl and the Devi watch has all of their uh their values and their rankings ready for you so uh get ready for your rookie drafts with the Devi watch podcast and cap on real the- quick, John. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, I just got a tweet about the uh, the DFF Devi Watch, yeah. uh, the 2018 uh, Devi Watch. Um, they're coming out with their uh, their Devi Watch magazine that they're they're doing uh, their production. Um, basically, if you pre-order now, you get a gift. Um, you, you receive a bundle. It's a great deal. All you have to do is go to that Devi Watch handle, and they're actually taking the pre-orders now. Apparently, uh, it's it's about to be sold out. So I would definitely get over there and and, uh, 
and order that if you uh, if you want because those guys, man, they kill it. If you play Devi, you need to you need to get in on that. So um, just saw that offer come across here on Twitter, so I wanted to relay it to our listeners here and let them know to get on that because uh, that pre order is about to about to end soon. There you go. Yeah, those two go hand in hand. The podcast and the Devi Watch itself, the guide that goes along with it. So yeah, keep uh, keep on top of of all the incoming rookies. Um, with the Devi Watch and the Devi Watch podcast. And Capology 101, talking about the finances of the NFL. And those guys, those guys are nuts, man. They keep picking every time every time the news comes out that some of these players are going to be cap casualties in the NFL. The Capology 101 guys have been way out ahead of them on that. So it's uh it's been really interesting their uh, their ability to predict um, the way this free agency class is going to turn out. So you definitely want to keep an eye on them as well. Uh, with a, with NFL free agency coming up very soon, they've got landing spots. They've got predictions for who's going to get cut, who's going to get signed, where are they going to sign. So definitely uh, check out Capology 101 as well. And then the Dynasty Trades Headquarters. I had the privilege of talking with those guys on their last episode, and uh, they they have such a unique perspective on trade values, and that's 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 all that podcast is just trade values, which is this that's over half of Dynasty Fantasy Football is figuring out how to make these trades. Dynasty Trades HQ helps you do it, so check out that great podcast and all the great podcasts from the dynasty football network thank you to heart and soul radio for the song the addiction thank you to gtbets.eu for sponsoring this podcast and if you would do us a favor and rate and review the podcast we can expand our reach we can improve our content and we can hit on more topics that are meaningful to you the listener So thanks again for listening this week, and until next week, bye.